Peace. So sharing a little bit of my Raising Free Peoples by the name of Corey and Kobe. So Kobe, for a while, I got my big thing was always asking them, drink enough water today? Make sure y'all drinking some water. How much water you drunk today? Da, 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 da. That's how I was mosquitoing them about, if you will. So Kobe recently, like we not really got into it, but you know, just she stated her opinion, I stated mine. And I'm just like, she's like, stop reminding me about drinking water. Like, oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't about water that particular time. It was about eating vegetables. And she was saying, I don't want to eat those vegetables today. That's what I cook. And I was like, you need them. And I'm going all into all the nutritional, physical reasons why they need the vegetables. And da-da-da-da-da. She's like, it's my body. I can take care of my body. And her saying that was just kind of the joke. And I was like, okay, well, forget it. <laughs> but I was like, okay, cool. You know, all right, well, you rock it out. Because initially, you know, we would go back and forth about it. My standpoint was, well, if you don't take good care of your health, I'm still responsible for it. And therefore, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, and whatever. And she was just like, I ain't hearing that. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give you a chance. Let's see. I would need reminders at time. But for the most part, and I say we've been doing this for about a month. And today, she just texted me and was like, Mom, I'm not feeling good. And so... I was like, you've been drinking enough water. She was like, yeah. I was like, eating your vegetables. And she was like, nah, daddy don't keep vegetables in the house. He don't cook vegetables. And I was like, well, what you got around you? Like, well, what have you, you know, she was like, I'm gonna look up. I don't, it's just the way she went about it. Like self-responsible. Like, I know how I'm not feeling. I looked it up. And I was like, you know, she was like, and I also, I even get enough sunlight, but I've been on the game a lot. So and it's like she created her own action plan today. I'm going to go walk Huey. To, that's the dog. I'm going to go walk Huey today. I'm going to tell daddy to go pick me up some vegetables. And da 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 like I was like, oh, my God. You know, congratulated her. Like, you're doing so good at taking your health into your, you know, your own hands. And I'm proud of you. And reminded her, too, that sometimes we just need to be knocked off balance and to fall ill, if you will, really quick as a reminder to get back in balance, if you will. <sighs> Another big ups to your work. Thanks a bunch. All the many ways these things show up for us. It's dope, though. So dope. You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. Trelawney Michelle, that is my sister friend, a member of our Raising Free People Nation. Me and Trelawney go way back. We've been to Jamaica together. <laughs> I think we met at a writer's conference. Oh my gosh. Yes. So you just heard from writer, storyteller, founder, author of Crack Teat, Trelawney Michelle. So head over to the show notes page for this week's episode, raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 166 to learn more about Trelawney. Got some direct links on that page. And that was her sharing what she recently noticed about her daughter, Kobe, as she, Trelawney, becomes more and more deliberate in her commitment to raising her children. She has a daughter and a son, Corey. And so through partnership with them, not power over them, this is what Trelawney has been endeavoring to do with a lot more intentionality. And Kobe is 10 
and they transitioned into unschooling in the late spring of 2019, but had been de-schooling even before that. And so it was really wonderful. Thank you, Chalini, for sharing what you've been noticing. So this episode will be a combination of resources and offerings that range from links to invitations to noticings. And as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm very much interested in collecting, curating these things that we are noticing as we are raising free people in the middle of this particularly interesting time. So I want to share another invitation to notice, right? And another expression of noticing from another member of our nation. This is Raquel, and she is a member of our Make It Happen family over on patreon.com forward slash Akila. And I posted a question there in that community. And in response to that, Raquel shared some really sweet aspects of how this togethering is benefiting her family. So here's a little bit that I thought might feel really good for you to hear too. And I'm quoting Raquel now. Also, my 23-month-old and my five-year-old are becoming friends. They are playing together. My five-year-old is showing tenderness and patience with his younger brother to an extent we've never seen before. This started to happen about seven days into sheltering at home. Because in those early days of social distancing, they were fighting extraordinarily, the older one going out of his way to provoke the younger one, which was unusual, chalked it up to stress and the big changes. But now, it's like with all the time with us, they don't feel like they have to compete against each other for our attention. And they only have each other to play with, so in their own way, they come up with ways of being together that they both enjoy. Then, my five-year-old, yes, here's my unschooling chance. He started pre-K last fall, right after we moved to a new city. Oh, and Raquel is a Jamaican, by the way, living in Canada this time, I think. Yes. So, and I was totally ready to go the unschooling route if he had just said once that he didn't like it. But he's a confident and precocious kid, and I think he was totally curious and interested in conquering school. So with a bit of sadness, I reconcile myself to the idea that maybe he'd just keep choosing school and then scheming as to how I could convince him and everyone else that we could just drop it. I love it. Real shit, Raquel. And I'll confess, I was even wrestling with my own feelings of being good enough to manage his self-directed education, good enough to be around all day. Again, y'all, with this real shit, this is why I love this community, because we got to have this level of conversation. All right, I'm back to quoting Raquel. Then our hands were forced. Now he tells me he's very happy not to go to school. He doesn't want to go back. And I'm already seeing some big changes in his behavior and character. I'd already seen how school was stripping him of himself, asking him to conform, dull his shine. Like at five years old, he was already coming home from school with all kinds of macho shit, fronting, like little messages and ideas that he would drop here and there that we didn't recognize as part of what we valued in our family and the messages that he'd been picking up from us. So caring so much for what his friends thought and modifying his behavior or ideas in that direction already at five. But now I sense him being more himself, more relaxed, way less tantrums, more gentle and attentive and way more cooperative. Close quote. Yes. 
So I would love to hear more about what you're noticing. I'm curating these stories as part of the voices of the people living with the shifting happening during this, I don't know, particularly disruptive and uncertain time that we're in. And we have more resources for this particular time and journey coming up. Chimay Morales James of My Reflection Matters, who is also a member of our Make It Happen family, longtime friend of Fair with the Free Child, put out a wonderful newsletter recently. I heard it and was like, um, can I get some of that on the podcast? <laughs> and thankfully, Chimay, like so many others of you, are so gracious in saying yes to me every time I reach out for things like this. So here is a little bit of what Shemay is sharing. And of course, direct links will be right on the show notes page, raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 166. At My Reflection Matters, we don't talk theory about liberated education. We practice it by offering decolonized education programming, for our unschooling, homeschooling, cooperative kids and their caregivers in our state of Connecticut. Like you all, we've been forced to take our programming to the interweb. And while it pains us to not be in physical community with our village, we are happy that this opportunity allows us to open our doors to many of you, parents, teachers, youth providers, that are hungry for similar learning experiences for your kids and yourselves. Check out what decolonized offerings you and your family would like to join us in this month on Zoom. And don't forget to peep our free digital book, that's out now. Peace. Another resource in support of these particular times, shout out to Tamika Middleton, who you heard on episode one of this podcast. She made me aware of this Metro Atlanta Mutual Aid Fund, and I'm happy to share it here. So the Metro Atlanta Mutual Aid Fund was created by community members from Metro Atlanta who have witnessed the needs of their neighbors at this time of crisis. While COVID-19 is a health pandemic, it has crippled economies and interrupted markets causing widespread unemployment. Our concern is not with fixing the economy, but instead with meeting the needs of people left with uncertainty and disruption. As social distancing becomes the new normal, community aid is more important than ever for the most vulnerable. These funds are only intended for members of the most vulnerable, displaced, and marginalized target groups who are residing in the prioritized counties of, and then it lists the counties there. Funds are targeted towards Black, Indigenous, and peoples of color. We will give special consideration within these communities to women and femmes, non-binary and queer folk, the poor and working class, people living with disabilities, and undocumented and refugee members. So I'm going to put a link to that on the show notes page. You can read about the details, the organizing collective, specifically what the values are, how they disseminate the funds, all of that. And of course, an opportunity to make a donation will be listed there as well. So be sure to head to the show notes page. Also, the website directly for that is atlantamutualaid.org. Quote, schooling is one thing, but the learning, the learning is never lost. What's different now is the ways that learning is engaged, especially for our young people who attended school. Close quote. 
That is a quote from the webinar that our sister friend Malika Diggs, founder of Eclectic Learning Network and board member of ASDI, the Alliance for Self-Directed Education, Malika hosted a webinar in partnership with ASDI and in support of families last week and is doing it all month long, all April long. The webinar series is called Supporting Parents During Uncertain Times, and the link to sign up for access to the upcoming webinars or replays if they have them, and just updates on upcoming ones will be on raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 166. Make sure you go sign up there. In addition to that webinar series with Malika, ASDI has several lines of communication in place for support and dialogue right now. I'm going to read just a little snippet from the newsletter, and I'm going to put the link to the newsletter. If you are not already on it, get on it, especially now. So we've got Tipping Points Magazine, and over at Tipping Points, we're releasing several articles every week. Shout out to Alex, who works so tirelessly to keep Tipping Points going. And so several articles a week directly related to the needs, stories, and experiences of the current times. So you can click the link on the show notes page to make sure that you have access to that. Also, as these on Facebook and Twitter, and as I mentioned, the newsletter, and we have some forums, so lots of ways to engage. And also, we are developing a page specifically devoted to resources to support parents at this time and to specifically support parents who are struggling with conventional schooling at home and want to find connection and support into shifting how they view education, right? And we're all about that over here. So that's something that if you're looking for that and have ideas and resources to either share or you want them, be sure to head over to the show notes page, raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 166, because I have a link where you can reach out to Bria, who is managing all things ASDI, and she will point you in the right direction. All right. Another resource, this is an audio course that I just published, and this is my contribution to your developing confidence as you discover and design what unschooling, what self-directedness looks like for your family in particular. It's an audio course, and it's called From Schoolish to Self-Directed, Five Beliefs to Practice and Seven Traps to Avoid for Confident Self-Directed Education at Home. It's 24 bucks. It's good, detailed audio with an invitation to dive deep and listen deep, <laughs> dive in, partner, understand. Yeah, I feel like there are a lot of resources that are available now for us to really understand and settle into what it means to embrace and support self-directedness. And this is my contribution to that. So make sure that you head over to the show notes page to get to that. Also going to be talking about it regularly in the Fair of the Free Child Facebook group and another Facebook group specifically for this audio course. Yeah. So that is it for this week. Join me next week as I chat with fellow unschooling mama and a wise African woman, Moji Yai, checking in from Benin. Let the de-schooling release party begin. 22nd of April. Yo, bars. <laughs> All right. And that's Earth Day too? Yes, yes. 